It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Karen Frazier and me, Chucky G. Hi, Karen. How's it going? Good. You know, you did that pretty well since I told, like, the cheesiest joke in the world about a second oh, before Cheryl yeah. pointed at you to go. <laughs> thanks, thanks for trying to make me laugh when I'm trying to do the... <laughs> ah, you know, that's exactly... Look at that's that, huh? exactly what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm a professional. I am a professional. I was laughing on the inside. I had to rein it in inside so I could say the stuff on the outside. It was a pretty cheesy joke. <laughs> Actually, it was pretty funny. So good evening to everyone in the listening area, all the chats. I see my brother's in there, Bob's in there, you know, Chad's in there. Oh, and my friend Christy is in there this evening, too. Well, is it so, Chuck? Yes. Is it somebody's birthday today? It is. Thanks for asking. It is my daughter Rachel's birthday today. She has turned... I'm sorry. She's turned 19. Oh, she's that's right. She's the same age as Tanner, just like a few months younger than him. But she was a year behind him because he was in August and she was in January. So I surprised her with some flowers today. I saw them. They were lovely. Yeah, she's my sweetie pie. So, you know, and you know what? And also on top of it, Jessica P finally got back to me and said she heard the song that I sang. She did. Yay. Did I she hear it. our heartfelt wishes then? Yes. She saved the whole show. She says so whenever she feels down down in the dumps or whatever, she'll play and make herself. Well, we don't want Jess ever to feel down in the dumps. So anytime she'd like us to, you know, do something to boost her ego, by golly, we'd be happy to do that. Yeah. So do you have any other major life events that you'd like to discuss? <laughs> Wow, you're just rolling off all the carpet on me, huh? I feel like a spotlight's on me right now. I feel like the cops are interrogating spotlight me. Spotlight on Chuck and Holy crap. Uh, yes, uh, as, as of Monday, uh, <clears throat> as of Monday, all the ladies, I am now officially single. That's right. No ring on that fingers, lady. And he's <laughs> No way. He's looking for some Roma. Well, actually, I have a ring, but it's an Ohm's ring that some That's right. He's wearing, you know what? I put a ring on it, bitches. <laughs> wow, that went on the air, didn't it, folks? <laughs> oh, Laura's well, gonna be an interesting show this evening. Oh, remember, it? I am so tired that I am beyond cranky. I am punchy. <laughs> and, tired. I know. And tonight we have, uh, I, I guess, they can call him Mr. Chris Medina. He's a psychic medium with a Native That's American ancestry. You know, and I, I'm excited to talk to this guy. This I am cool. too. You know, yes, I am too, like, and, and I'll rein it in by the – I'm getting it all out now. I'm getting my sillies out. All righty. Well, you're, yeah, in a, in a little while, you're going to have to get your sillies out again for a minute. But, um, so how about anything in your life? Anything new? You already were asking me. Anything with you? Are you – I uh, like uh, writing a book, you mean? Oh, I'm writing a book. Oh. On what? What are you writing it on? Uh, it's called The Permanence, The Spirits of the Old Wheeler Hotel, a place that our listeners may have heard of. Nice. And, yeah, and it's I have the basic book done, but I'm waiting for some stories from um, people who have been there. Um, I just got yours incorporated in before the show. Yeah. 
And so I'm super excited about it, but that's part of the reason I'm punchy because when I when I write a book, a paranormal book, not necessarily a cookbook, but when I write a paranormal book, it's almost like I'm channeling. And this one has been even more frenetic than the last where I stay up super late, I get up super early, all I can think about is the book, I dream about the book. Um, yeah. and, and that's why my books usually take about a week to write. Oh, that's a lot of work. Yeah, um, and and so uh, and this week uh, a book of the same length that in the past has taken me about a week to write. Uh -huh. I started writing it Monday. Monday, that's it. So wow. Yeah, yeah. They pulled me out of bed at four thirty this morning. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they woke me up at four, but I tried to go back to sleep, and they weren't having any of it. So well, you probably type like what a thousand words a minute. I type like a hundred words a minute. Holy Is that what you said? Right. I said a thousand. No, I'm not quite that, but I bet Cheryl types about a hundred words a minute too. Cheryl, do you type hundred words a minute? She should she shake her head. He's yes. nodding. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. That's because this is what we do. Rob says he's yeah. never heard of the place. <laughs> okay, Rob. How many yes, things have you had this the evening? Big, the big long chapter about Rob in the book. <laughs> That's yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to prove you to be Rob. Yeah, so this is going to be my fourth paranormal book, but it's like mm -hmm. twenty something as far as books I've written. So I'm excited because I'm in your book. You are in it. I'm in a book. Will it have my name and everything, or no? Yeah, it has your oh, name. Okay. Did you give me wait? Did you give me permission to use your name? Oh man, you can use whatever you want on me, lady. Then <gasps> it has your name in it. All right, there you go. Check yeah. it out. Right, and so. and some of your experiences are in it. And, I know. Yeah. I'm excited to read this thing. It's gonna be cool. There'll be another one for the library. That's for sure. The Karen Fraser Library, the Author I K. Know. Fraz Library. I'm gonna have to get my own shelf for you pretty soon. I'm telling you. I have a whole shelf. Yeah. I well, because like well, I say, I well, you want to know what's really funny is what? that in 2008. Yeah. No, in 2009. All right. At the start of 2009. Yes. Would you like to know how many books I had written by the start of 2009? Yes. How many books have Zero. you written? Zero. And it is 2016. And this is like, I think like, and, and I'm not counting the books I've ghost written. Yes. These are just the books that I can claim. I think okay. I have like 24 or 25. And then plus with bo books I've ghost written, I've probably written like 35 books wow. in, in six years. Really? Rob says in chat, your name in the book is Giggles. <laughs> hey, hey, easy there, pal. Uh, I thought, I I thought we were buddies, man. I thought we were like connected and stuff. All right, so I guess we'll just roll up. Roll, uh, let's try that again. Let's roll right into <clears throat> that time. Okie dokie. Right. The world couldn't get any weirder. It's time for news of the strange and the odd. That is correct, folks. It is time for news of the strange and the odd. And here, we're going to start off with this one. We're going to start off with a kind of a creepy, weird one, and then we'll go to a couple of just wacky ones. All right, this one is titled, Castaway Cannibal Being Sued. Uh, this comes from ElSalvador.com. Okay. So an Dorvian fisherman who survived the sea almost 15 months is being sued by his shipmate's family for allegedly eating him to survive. 
All right. In January 2014, Jose Salvador Alvegra was found in the Ebonon Atoll in the Marshall Islands some 438 days and 6,500 miles from Mexico where he had set off, accompanied by Ezequiel Cordoba on November 17th, 2002. This is a while ago, but I just thought this was interesting. Okay. Mr. Cordoba, who Jose had paid $50 to accompany him on a fishing trip, did not survive the voyage. Now his family is suing Jose for $1 million, claiming that he ate Mr. Cordoba, 22, while they were adrift at sea. Mr. Al Rega denies the claim. I never thought of cannibalism. He states the 2012 fishing trip had been intended to be just two days long, but something went horribly wrong during bad weather. The men went missing, presumed lost at sea, until Jose reappeared in the remote Marshall Islands in 2014. Jose, who had lived in Mexico for 15 years, claimed he had survived by eating fish and birds, as well as drinking turtle blood and urine. Oh, that's just wrong. Okay, according to ElSalvador.com, Ezequiel Cordova died after just four months because he couldn't digest the raw meat they were eating. His body has never been found. His departure was very hard for me, and I continued talking to him. On the sixth day, I realized that I was going crazy, so I prayed for him and threw the body into the water, Jose said. Before he died, Mr. Cordoba made Jose promise not to eat his corpse, and if he survived, to find his mother and tell her what had happened. Jose kept his second promise at the time Ezekiel Cordoba's mother, Rosalina Diaz Cute, Cute, I said this is great, did not blame Jose for his son's death. I wanted it understood. I am not blaming this person, nor am I declaring him guilty of anything. Uh, now all that has changed because it's a civil lawsuit. Jose has not been charged with any crimes, and this lawyer feels that the suit is financially motivated as it coincides with the release of a book written by American author Jonathan Franklin detailing Jose's amazing story. So there you have it. So what well, do you feel? You know that so he, there are there are so many things that I feel about this. So okay, the mom, go. the mom is suing, yes. even though she doesn't blame him and she believes him, she's suing him. And the guy's lawyer is a real genius because he's well. Then I think it must be financially motivated. Yeah, you think? Uh, really? Because she doesn't blame him and she doesn't think he ate him, but she wants a million dollars anyway. What else yeah. would it be? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, if you and I were on a boat, Chuck. And I okay. knew I was going to die, and okay. I was afraid that you were going to, you know, gotcha. I, I would not ask, no, I would not ask you to not eat me because I would be dead. Yeah, you I do, mean, I, you, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, why yeah, would the guy yeah. specifically, so to me, that seems like a really weird detail to say, well, I'm dying now, please don't eat me. So to me, that seems almost like a liar's detail. So I mm. think the guy ate him. I think the mom should be suing because he actually ate him, not because she wants a million dollars. Well, there you have it, folks. Detective Frazier on the case. Although, survival yes. of the fittest, I mean, when you're out there on the open water, Mm -hmm. There's no law. It's international law, whatever that means. Well, you and, know, you know, you do, is, don't you think it should just be survival of the fittest? You do what you got to yeah. you, you do what you got to do to survive. Well, yeah, like the Donner Party and stuff. You, you do and, what you need to live. Yes. And maybe he tasted like chicken. There you go. Maybe he did. I don't know. That turtle blood urine thing creeped me out. But I don't know. Well, I thought that drinking urine is you're not supposed to drink urine because it can make you super sick. Maybe that's wrong because I'm not 
a survivalist. And I know that there are like little kits, like I don't uh -huh. know if they're pills or me mechanical okay. things or something. You can purify okay. urine and re-drink it. But I don't think you're actually supposed to drink urine. I mean, that's waste and your body is expelling it for a reason. I know, it's like ammonia. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a urine specialist. So Although, I, you know, yeah. here's the thing. Wait, have you ever taken B vitamins before? Uh, no, not by themselves. No, no, no. When you take B vitamins, it makes your pee super bright yellow because the vitamins basically go straight through you and out into your pee, right? Yes. So do you think that all you would need to do is just keep drinking your same urine every day to keep getting those same vitamin Bs? It, just, it would be a lot cheaper. Recycling? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to recycle my urine and keep drinking it. Mm -hmm. I told you I am punchy. Wow. Okay. Here's, one, here's one for you, punchy. Since we're talking about urine, let's talk about the other side. Korea's, this is called Korea's Poop Cafe. That's right, from oh. bloomwire.com. South Korea is looking to satisfy the craving you never knew you had. Poop-themed coffee and snacks. Think scones, okay? So Poop Cafe's food doesn't actually taste like poop, which takes a huge load off, load off your mind. The shop doesn't really call <laughs> attention to itself. I know. The shop doesn't really call attention to itself on the outside. The magic happens when you step inside. Hot coffee is served in toilet-shaped mugs, and snacks are shaped like cutesy poop characters. How do, how's it a cutesy poop caricature? I don't know if there's caricatures for poop, but there are plenty of poop cartoons on the walls, and you can even wear what happen, appears to be poop hats. They also have a more normal rose drink that completely clashes with the theme of the establishment. The shop embraces the cut, cuter side of poop <laughs> rather than trying to gross out the customers too much. So if you love poop and cute things, this place is your dream come true. There you go. Come on, let's go to, let's go over there in Korea and get some... Sorry, the dogs poop. are whacking out. Well, so I'm totally looking for the poop emoji to show you how cute poop can be, but I can't <laughs> find it right now. I saw pictures. They had like these really cute little poop hats, and uh, and then the toilet mug things look kind of cool. But I don't know. It was really weird. Um. So here's the thing. I do not want to be reminded of poop when I am around food. <laughs> okay. I'm so I, sorry I, about I my dogs. I'm not. I'm not uh, exactly okay. sure what's going. Well, they're kind of. I know a few things that are going on. Monkey is digging in her bowl for food, and she's just gonna have to wait for Jim to get home. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, I don't want to be reminded of poop. I don't, I don't actually ever want to be reminded of poop. There's not a moment of my day where I think, you know what I could go for right now? A nice toilet yeah. full of poopy coffee. Never. Or a cute little poop caricature. It's so cute. It's like, I, don't, I, don't I, I never, I never think, you know, hmm, I wish Oops. I could find the brown note so people around me could poop. I just, I, it's. <laughs> I know. I just, I just call it dropping the kids at the pool, but I don't know. I, well, I have. <laughs> Sorry, four dogs, and I raised a baby. Okay. I've had more than enough poop. All righty. On that note, let's move right on to the last story. It's just really quick, but I just found it to be extremely humorous. Texas woman finds – oh, wait. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. This, let's go. This, I got two more. Sorry. So this one's called Man Attacked Over Last Sausage by a Man Named Bacon. That is correct. I said that again. Man Attacked Over Last Sausage by a Man Named Bacon. Thomas Bacon, 19, attacked another man for eating the last piece of breakfast sausage. The incident took place in New Jersey residency on May 12th at 3.30 a.m. Bacon was charged with simple assault and has since then been released, although the court date has not yet been confirmed. How do you like that one, huh? It is unclear whether or not I these men live it. together or not. What say? I said I dig it. 
I don't know. And the last one here, this is their Wait, last no, one. I, I, I don't you want to know my opinion oh, on that? Sure. All right, go ahead. Give me your opinion on the bacon sausage thing. Do not mess with my sausage or my bacon. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with anybody's bacon, man. Stay mm. away from my freaking pork products, people. I would attack somebody if they took my pork products. <laughs> Stay away from – all right, you heard it here. Stay away from Karen Frazier's pork products. See, I'm so punchy, I'm making you slappy. I know. It's awesome. And here, here's the last one for you. Texas woman finds bag of cocaine in granola bar. When a San Antonio woman started eating granola bar, a small bag labeled with green dollar bills fell out of the package. He thought it was a prize winner and called the manufacturer. To her surprise, she was unintentionally owner of a high-quality cocaine, according to investigators. General Mills Incorporated manufactured the Natural Valley granola bar. When the woman contacted the company, they told her to report the strange finding to the local police. The police are now trying to figure out if the drugs were intentionally put in the package or if it fell out of someone's pocket near the assembly line. A General Mills spokesman said they don't think the bag was slipped at the facility. Added that inside the production facility, the products move very fast and it would be extremely difficult to get something inside there. There you go. Last one. You know, go. okay, so I have an opinion. Uh, like okay, I'm ready. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Brace yourself. All right. <clears throat> I think that perhaps they also manufacture Cracker Jacks in that facility, and that was just supposed to be the prize. Woo! Little Cracker you know, Jacks. <laughs> yeah, the prices in Cracker Jacks have been getting, getting crappier and crappier every year since I was a kid, right? So mm. maybe they finally tried to pick they, – they have finally decided to pick up their prize game. See, people? And you thought I was the crazy one on the show. It's Miss Frasier. I'm that is, crazy. Yes, you are. You're crazy. It's okay, but it's crazy good, not crazy bad. There's a difference. Mm. I like it. I like you being all slap happy with me. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for the news this, today, or this evening, I should say. Um, I just found some of those to be just – I couldn't stop laughing when I read about the guy named Bacon attacking the guy with the sausage. That is perfect. It's like when um, Matthew Weiner like, was sending <laughs> – Shots of his junk to, to girls. I mean, just his Ew. name was funny. And he was the politician, and there was a big scandal about it. And the new newspapers had the best time with the Matthew, with the Wiener headlines. It, like, Wiener shows his uh -oh. junk. And I mean, just, yeah, you don't remember uh -oh. that? No, no. So some guy named Wiener was showing his Wiener? Is he was a saying? politician, yeah. Yeah, well, why is Matthew he? Wiener. <laughs> what is that, to get more votes? Here's my Wiener. You can get more votes now because I have a really Oh, I wasn't Matthew Wiener. What was his first name, Cheryl? Do you remember the politician named Wiener who hung out his junk? <laughs> Every time you say it, I want to laugh. Anthony, Anthony Wiener. Anthony? No, it was Anthony Steven? Wiener. Oh, okay. I, I have oh, to God. look up a headline now. Here we go, folks. Now we're going to talk about wieners. Until, oh, well, uh, it was go. Anthony. Yes, you're right. Wieners rise and fall. Oh, okay. So he, because he, he got, <laughs> it, he's got gotten political trouble, one of them is wieners rise and fall. Oh. Wiener, I'll stick it out, meaning he'll stay at his job. He wasn't <laughs> going to resign. <laughs> he's got some balls. Wow. Oh, this is a good one. Same, same old schwang and dance. And another one, the tip yeah. of the wiener. Wow. How about if you do this? Anthony Wiener, it's a hard thing to overlook. Wiener exposed. Mm. Oh, this is a good one. I mean, they just, it was like they'd been waiting. That's the headline writers had been waiting for this all of the time. Wiener's oh, yeah. pickle. Wow. Wiener and this is a politician. Did yeah. he get, and I want to know, did he get like voted back in or did it like. Just I don't remember. I think he's, he's doing okay now, but Wiener pulls out. Oh, this is a good one. Are yes. you ready for this one? 
New All meter right. sex bombshell. Too hard to stop. Oh my god. And then when he ran against somebody, Cuomo spanks Wiener. I'm, this is an endless list of Wiener jokes. Cuomo beats Wiener. Dirty Wiener plunges and pulls. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, folks. I thought mine were on that. Uh, my, my stuff's all tame now compared to this one. It was Wienergate. All right. Wienergate. Tell them that word. Yeah, I mean, it was it was seriously a gift to both headline writers and stand-up comedians. Cheryl's looking. Cheryl, are you okay? Would yeah, you like us to stop? She's freaking out. And I I stopped a long time ago. I hope that Chris Medina's not listening in the chat room right now. I, I have to be honest. When you guys started talking about drinking pee, I, I kind of tuned out. I'm uh, sorry. It was part of the story. It's not like it I made it up. I swear. It was, it was surviving. And, well, it was actually turtle blood in urine. But wait, urine. did you? Didn't you? Um, it was. Was it turtle urine? urine? Yeah, oh, it was turtle I thought blood it was and like urine. Blood. Oh, no, it's well. both. Yes, that makes yeah, it so much drinking, better. Okay, that's if you're good. Oh, I'm just salt. trying to clarify. That's all. If you're drinking water from the sea, it's full yeah. of fish. Well, you can't drink water because it's salt. Wouldn't it make you sick and die or something if you drink salty water? Isn't that bad for you? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you make yourself some salty water every night and do an experiment? No, I'm pretty what sure it makes you hallucinate and all sorts of bad stuff. Oh, why we eat salt on our food and stuff? I don't know. I just I've read that drinking salt water does. Yeah, I remember when I used to be on the beach. You, well, you just jump in the water and if you get mouth like you know salt water in your mouth. You're supposed to rinse it out like Seven Up or something. That's yeah, you're not supposed to drink salt water. No, no, you're not. Supposed oh my God, I swallowed so much because I grew up on the water. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that I, explains I, a whole. And I swallowed, <laughs> I swallowed so much salt water as a kid. <laughs> Well, there you go. Mystery solved, folks. Ta-da. I also swallowed a whole lot of chlorinated water, which means I probably swallowed swimming pool pee, let's yeah. be honest. So I probably drank urine without even knowing it. But isn't the chlorine supposed to make all that okay? I, I, it's, it's supposed to. <laughs> I suppose, but I suppose swallowing the chlorine is not that good either. So I don't know. Oh, you swallow. If you, drink, if, you drink, if you drink tap water, you swallow chlorine every day. They chlorinate tap water. Well, I think it's a little less strong than a pool. I mean, you know, that's to kill like bacteria and pee. You know, the person to ask about this is Jim, but he's not home because you know he's he's techie McScience geek and he does all I these know. technical things. And one of his jobs um, many years ago, when he was fresh out in the Navy, was mm -hmm. that he was a systems integration engineer and he did integrated systems in Dookie Farms. Oh, I don't even know how to respond to that. That's just hey, that's how he met Sarah Palin and hit on her. He met Sarah apparently had her on her in, while he was in the Dookie farm. In a that's Dookie a, farm in, in a Dookie a, farm in Wasilla, Alaska when she was That was like a, that is a comedy show waiting to be happening right there. That is the life that is the life of my husband. Wow. He is kind of I mean, you've met him. He's kind of a walking comedy show. Yeah, he is. He's awesome though. He's like He he has a really great sense of humor, but the stuff, stuff about him, the stuff that's actually funny about him is inadvertently funny. He doesn't realize it's funny. <laughs> it's like the, the Sheldon Cooper funny crap, you know. I didn't even know about that, so that's pretty crazy stuff. So. The Dookie Farms? Oh, yes. And it was all up and down um, I-5 it from Washington down into California. So whenever we go for a drive on I-5, he points out all the Dookie Farms that he did the systems integration for. And so Are you serious? That's really fabulous for me. I really Drives by goes, oh, there's a Dookie Farm today. Yeah, he totally, yeah, every, mm-hmm. My husband, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Ta -ta. Aren't you all jealous now, girls? Huh? There you go. 
Don't uh, you want him? Don't, don't you, you envy me now? <laughs> yep, he knows anything about Dookie. And we talked about urine and wieners. We've we pretty much covered everything down in that area, haven't we? We are like um, apparently six-year-olds tonight. Isn't oh, that about when they, I, wait, No, is it like when they're about four that they well, enter this, into that phase where it's all everything is? This is what happens. We start on one end and we get <laughs> we get to the other end. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? No, I wasn't. I was just thinking about saying it correctly, and then I went, oh, well, it kind of fits, so, you know, sorry. It's funny. Well, so we have just a minute or two left. Any Anything else exciting? Any other major life events for you? No, that's it enough. Divorce is enough. No, that's enough for life events for me, no. But I, I am happy that my friend Chris is listening. This is cool. Yeah, Chris, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. More well, Nancy says, Nancy says poop is paranormal. Uh, a couple things, Nancy. I'm going to respond to you point by point here. I know you've only made one point, but I'm going to make several. Chuck brought it up. <laughs> he did. Yes, okay. Um, I couldn't find the poop emoji. Uh, it doesn't right. really respond to what you're saying, but again, a little punchy. Okay. And anything can be paranormal. Come on. Plus, we don't always have to talk about paranormal. We talk about other things. Divorce. Yeah, isn't I know. I know. No, it's this is a this is free range show. We, the paranormal is the center of it, but we you know we work around the edges too. It's all good. Well, it's yeah, all good. I, I have a people... hunch that this is this is one of the shows I'll listen back to and think, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have done that. No, it's okay. We're we're connecting with the audience. We're enjoying ourselves. We're having fun. They're, Are they're, we though? Yeah, are, we, are we connecting with Yes, them? we're connecting. Everybody everybody can connect to poop and urine and wieners. Well, mostly. So I'm going to leave it at that. I know you look confused now. You're just like totally. No, I'm trying to stop myself. I'm trying to stop myself no. from saying it. Time for break. It's time for break. Right time now. for break. So here's the deal. We're going to go on break. Uh, it's punchy and slappy with you here on Paranormal Underground in the Dark here on MixLR. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute with... Chris Medina, Psychic Medium, and we're looking forward to it. Be right back. Uh -huh. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. 
Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer lasting Energy Star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it. Right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. Good evening. We are back here with Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark on MixLR with your host, Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. And we have our wonderful guest this evening, Mr. Chris Medina. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. How's it going? It's going good there. I got shushed. Karen, you shushed me. I shushed you because we were coming back on the air. <laughs> I didn't shush so, no. you. I said, to, oh, I guess I did shush you. No, it's, no, it's okay. No, but, but, all right, wait. We were just on break before we got on break. What were you saying, Chris? You were asking me if, if Mer- Mercury retrograde, we were talking about Mer- Mercury retrograde, which we can explain in a moment. But you were asking me about what now? That- Whether or not it's, it's um, already retrograde in your natal chart. Some people have Mercury retrograde. Um, they're born with it already in retrograde. So I was wondering oh. if maybe you had that in your natal chart is being retrograde already. I don't would know. That, would that be like um, caffeine, where if you have ADD and you drink caffeine, it calms you down, um, and if you if you don't, it hypes you up? Because Chuck was saying the mercury retrogrades had made him all hyped out. Yeah, yeah it would it would probably keep, uh, make him a little bit more creative and wanting to talk more, more communicating. Uh, <laughs> it also depends on where Mercury's at in his chart. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So I, how do I find that out? I mean, how someone how how would someone find that out? Just out of I think you're, do you know the time that you were born? The exact time uh, you were born? Um, yeah, I was thinking ten fifty five. I think it was ten fifty five a.m. September nineteenth, nineteen sixty. Your yeah, mama we, told you that? Wow. No, nobody knows how old I am. Mine just said, I don't know, sometime in the middle of the goddamn night was what my mother said. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Chris. What are you saying? Yeah, I, I could do that for you after the show if you'd like. I yeah, sure. Yeah, it'd be great. Sure. Okay, nice. no problem. So okay, let's. Yeah. while we're on the subject, before we start talking to you and everything, can you, why don't you explain a little bit? Before we start talking to you. Well, no, I mean talking about him and you know his, his, his stuff in general. I just want him to kind of go over Mercury retrograde for people who might, might not understand what, what that's all about. Okay, Mercury retrograde, as you know, is when Mercury goes into retrograde for about three weeks. And what that does is a lot of people fear it. They're like, oh, God, Mercury retrograde. What it does is it kind of slows everything down. It, it, it goes in reverse, and it um, 
basically what it does is it's a time of reflection. So people, uh, like I use it to my advantage. I know Karen was talking about that. She's probably using it to her advantage right now, doing a lot of research, doing a lot of reflecting, that sort of thing. But it always affects communications, um, whether it's, you know, um, in the form of computer, verbal agreements, things like that. Uh, people will find that their cars are breaking down during this time. Uh, it's just a, a, basically a breakdown in communication. Gotcha. That was well put. Because yeah, I, I mean, I know it was, but I want everybody else to know it wasn't. It was, it was I don't. Exactly. I don't like what it does to my electronics. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. But but you know, as far as the reflection and stuff, for me, I need that anyway um, because I need times where I can just kind of hole up and be by myself. But it only affects my communications with living people. It doesn't with spirits. Now, is that common? Yeah, for actually, yeah, it is. For me, it works the same way too. I can I can't have a decent conversation with the living, but damn it, if I can have one with the dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good for you too, since you know you're in the middle of writing and stuff. So it, it gives mm -hmm. you a lot of time to sit there and reflect and think. Um, you know, you want to jot everything down, and then when it goes direct, that's when you want to start putting things out there. Interesting. Cool. Good to know. So. Thank how about you give us a little background on you really quick, like, you know, um, when did you, were you always psychic, you know, how, when did you realize you were, you know, that kind of thing. Give us a little background on you. Sure. Yeah, um, I was born psychic. Uh, um, I didn't, uh, I've always kind of known as a kid it was difficult. Um, I didn't, uh, I can only remember back to the ages of like three and four. Um, my father, who's Apache Indian. Um, you know, typical uh, Native American. He's a, he was a biker. He still is a biker. Harley Davidson, total long hair, beard, that whole thing. Um, I would I grew up around that, and he would have friends come over, and they would you know, joke around and you know smoke a little something and decide they wanted to bring me out. And uh, my dad would trip them out and say, "You got to listen to this." And I would literally give readings to his friends. Mm -hmm. At that age, I would just kind of tap in and know certain things, and they would trip out. Um, my dad would encourage it. Uh, we'd be riding along in the car, um, and he would t he would say, "Tell me about that person next to us," and I would totally zone out and tell him about this, this, and that about that person, what they did at home, and he asked where I got it from, mm -hmm. and I remember telling him, "In my head, I can see it." That that's that's what I remember about it. Um, but yeah, growing up, it was uh, I never I never looked at it as being. It's funny. I never, I never called myself self a psychic or a medium growing up. I just, you know, I thought it was advice. You know, mm -hmm. I used to mess with my friends a lot and, uh, like, you know, family members and give them, I guess, readings back then, and then realized what I could do later on and what I was capable. Of. I just, like, I, like I said, I just grew up with it. It was, I was used to it. Right. It was organic to you, but don't you think part of that is that you grew up in a family where that was encouraged as opposed to discouraged because I had all this stuff when I was a kid too but it was discouraged yeah see that's the thing my my father's side encouraged my dad totally encouraged it wanted me to do stuff with it my mother on the other hand didn't understand it so yeah. growing up I actually lived with her full-time and would see my father on the weekends um, after their divorce when I was really young and she attributed that to watching scary movies because literally I don't know about you Karen but as a kid going to bed at night, around one, two in the morning, when things are quiet in the house, that's when the that's when the things start coming out and playing. I would it would wake me up, I would get Oh you know, yeah. Yeah, the hairs on the back of my neck would stand up and I could feel it. Um, and I would sneak off into my sister's room to kinda of like sleep on the floor in there because I was so scared being in my room 
And my mom didn't understand that. She was like, that's all those movies that you're watching. I'm going to take it away. <laughs> and yet you couldn't stay away from those scary movies, could you? No. Mm-mm. No, like a moth to a flame. So I have a theory about that, and I'd be interested in, in what you think. So, you know, there are some kids who um, are big. There's a monster in my closet. There's a monster in my, under my bed. I'm scared to be in my room alone. Um, kids who have night terrors, things like that. I actually believe that those are kids who are dealing or having psychic experiences. Maybe not all of them because kids are imaginative, but I think a lot of them are kids having psychic experiences and they don't have a context into which they can put that. I, I agree with you totally. I've seen it firsthand. Um, I, I, it's difficult, you know, like you said, it was discouraged for you and partly discouraged for me too. So having people kind of tell you it's all in your head, you know, and the first thing they want to do is they want, you know, nowadays are taking kids to psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, putting them on medication, not really taking the time to ask or fully explore what that child is experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that I raised my son very differently just because of, of who I am. And I'm not saying my parents were horrible people. Um, you know, they just, they didn't, they didn't understand I was the weird kid. And, and so that was hard to understand. Um, but with my son, you know, I encouraged it. I asked him questions about it. And he's always known that he has these abilities, although for a while he rejected them because he didn't want to be, he wanted to be normal. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I'd like to ask when I talk to another, another psychic, how, how you go about getting your information. Like how, how do you get it? Is it auditorily? Do you, is it visual? Is it symbols? Is it thought, just the thought process? Uh, how, how does it work for you? It is, it is vision. It's vision a lot. Um, yeah, I can't, uh, it's images that are placed in my head. I don't know, uh, like Polaroids. I, the only way I can describe it is like the old school Polaroid snapshots. If I'm reading somebody, I'll get uh, flashes of what they, you know, what they may have looked like when they were younger, pictures that might have been in the house. Um, I don't, I don't actually hear voices when, when I'm communicating on the, with the other side in the spirit world. It's just, it's, I don't I don't know how else to put it, but it just is placed in my head. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I get a, it. It's I call it a download. It's exactly, you get downloads you of information. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, that's how it is for me. It's like it's just a thought process, and and for a while it was hard for me to figure out is it my thoughts or their thoughts, and now I can now I, of course I can tell the difference between when it's something I'm thinking about or something just pops in my head that's coming from somewhere else, you know. Um, when well, you, it's, like when, you, it's like you said, when you were a kid, you just thought you were giving it advice. It's because it's just put in your head that feels so natural and organic to you that it's hard to recognize that it's actually like kind of extraordinary information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was really, um, I wasn't shy as a kid, but I wasn't as outgoing as I am now. Um, I, I was kind of a, not, not really a loner, so... I had a very, uh, I used to get a lot of crap from teachers and, and kids in school with the way that I came across. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if, you, if you follow astrology, but I got a Capricorn rising. So usually Capricorn rising people have that real serious look as, you know, as when they're kids, they have that, that real adult type look. I got a lot of stuff for that in school as, you know, are you daydreaming or what's going on in your head? <laughs> oh yeah, I got that a lot too. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm kind of like, and, and you have to kind of snap out of it. I would, I would totally zone out in class. I can, I, I knew what was going on. But I'm picking up impressions of kids, their energy, the teacher's energy, and it just—it was a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, when you when you get like when you get the thoughts, or you're you're connecting with the other side uh, to deliver messages or whatever, is there any like 
because this is happen this happens with me, so I'm just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, and it's happening more. I don't, I don't understand why, but like when I get the thoughts or I'm I'm talking to someone, I get a lot of shadows that go around me, like a lot. Like they go by me on the sides and stuff. Is it something that you experience yourself, or is it just something for say for certain people or? Well, I experience that myself too, and okay, orbs good. as well. Little okay. little blue orbs. Um, I have a really good friend of mine that whenever whenever I know when he's thinking about me because these little orb little blue orbs will come up or little flashes of light. Um, I don't know how um, when you get your impressions if things happen with the lighting inside the house. The lights. Oh here. yeah, they kind of flicker sometimes and they yeah. Flicker, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I see a lot of like it's just like a dark shadows and they'll move past my in my right side and my left side more my right but. Uh, first, I was thinking maybe it's just me. I wear glasses, you know. And after a while, it's like, okay, that's definitely not me. So, yeah. Um, now, when did you decide, or how, how did you decide what you were going to do with your gifts? I mean, you just knew that you're going to be helping people, or was it a conscious a choice? Or um, I've come. I kind of always did it on the side. Um, I got really heavy into astrology after I. Again, I've always been psychic. Always been had them had them. Abilities. Um, I wanted to do a little bit more, so I got into astrology um, and kind of studied that for a little bit. But I was working a full-time job. I mean, I've done in, my my background was in healthcare, so I did that for for many years. And then, um, but 2000 August of 2014 uh, was a huge year. I mean, just it just was. It, it, I was getting a lot of hits before that, as far as you know, you need to do something with this. You're you know, um, changes are coming for you. Um, be ready for it. I would have these dreams. Uh, just really astral astral projection type dreams where I'm you know traveling around and getting to see different things and they were telling me it's coming it's coming don't be alarmed so I had a huge huge problem at work ended up having to quit that job and fell through like a major depression where I just you know again growing up with this I don't you know if you feel the same way Karen it, it really beats the hell out of you mm-hmm. you know you're you're getting all these hits you're you know, um, picking up so much different energy, going through all these experiences to gain knowledge so you could speak about it so that when you do these readings, you can actually empathize and sympathize with that person and know what they're going through from experience yourself. So again, Well, yeah, I had a lot of anxiety as a kid, and I'm empathic, so it, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand that. So, yeah, it does beat the hell. I mean, it beats the hell out of you as a grown-up. You just get better at controlling it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And, and choosing when it, when you allow it to beat the hell out of you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it just again, I was just having these these this feeling, this dreadful feeling. I knew I knew something was. I've had that feeling before, and when I had that feeling before, things just shifted dramatically. I mean, I it's like a transformation, going into a completely different person. Um, again, I was th- I was thinking about you know giving up and just like you know I I made I said it out loud to my guides. I was like, this is it. I can't do this anymore. You know, I've gone through everything, went through every major hurdle you guys have thrown my way and overcame it. What now? Mm-hmm. Can I just relax? And I was just thinking literally about giving up. And then my guide sent, a, I know it's going to sound a little weird, but uh, for those that are new to all this, but a big white owl flashed in my mind and it had this shining gold faced face and they said, go to sleep. And I said, okay. And they, I just fell asleep and they woke me up at three in the morning and they said, uh, Go get go get your stuff from work. You're done, and I literally tried to fight it. I was like, "What am I going to do for money?" Because I was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. I was like, "What am I going? To, I have two kids to feed. I have a house payment. I got a brand new car. You're nuts!" And they literally fighting with them, and they they 
brought me back to a memory that I had when I, when they asked me to do the same thing and they were like, we took care of you, then we'll take care of you now. Hmm. But if you hadn't listened to that, mm -hmm. now, don't you agree that the universe would have made it crash in on your head and you would have lost that job in some spectacular way anyway? You know it already. That's why exactly why I went along with it. I, I am not, yeah, I, would, I, I am not doing the kicking and screaming type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know me now, Karen. You know how that feels, though. So, yeah, no way. No way. So I just went yeah. along. I, I just, you know, I, I, I got Jay and I was like, let's go. I said, we need, we need to go because Jay was working with me. And I said, we need to get out of there. This is it. And things just sort of started taking off. Jay was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, they told me I need to pursue this full time. Let's get out there. And uh, Jay was like, are you sure? And I said, yeah. He started booking me things. I was the first psychic to do Comic-Con. Things just started rolling. Wow. So I'm, I'm happy. I, I could not be happier. Wow. See, now, I think that's fantastic because I would, um, you know, I do it through my writing and stuff. Um, and I don't have the courage to do, like, gallery readings and stuff like that. So, but I think it would be, I, I think I would really enjoy doing it. Now, I enjoy using it the way I do, which is that I work with, with um, clients of our paranormal team and I go in and help them with whatever is causing the, the scary stuff in their house. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've always wondered how it would be to, to do it kind of in a more um, public way, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was terrified. I wouldn't, when, when mm, was scary. Gone, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, I, I just took a deep breath and he had said, just go. And I was like, well, what am I going to say? They said, you're not going to know until they sit down in front of you. Yeah. Trust. Yeah, trust us. And I just literally went at it. You know, I just started. And then, you know, doing it, you know, getting out there and doing Comic-Con and doing other things after that. You know, I started really, really absorbing everything and really taking it all in and realizing that it's no different. I, the mind frame that I had was it's no different than talking to my friends or family. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I think that you said a really important word. And when Chuck um, was coming into his abilities, which hasn't been that long, it's been the last year or so, that's mm -hmm. the first thing I said to him is trust. And it's very easy for me to say that to other people. But you know what? It's hard to make that leap. It's like leaping off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, well, as you know, my life sure came crashing down, didn't it? <laughs> it I did. To, I decided to trust in my psychic abilities and speak of them out loud, and uh, I'm now divorced. So that's that's how my life came crashing. But that was out. what was supposed to happen because right. that was open you up. But how? So how did you find? Uh, and I always have to ask this of people because I trust to a certain extent, but I I sometimes have to have things come crashing down or come pretty darn close to it before I'm like, oh, I need to do this. So how <laughs> did you get to that place where you? trusted and you just said okay here I go again that night I was just the morning they woke me up I I was literally like arguing back and forth and I know it sounds weird to those again that are new to this but I was literally arguing back and forth and they kept insisting they kept showing me things here's what happened when you didn't do this but look what came out of it here's what happened when we woke you up the last time to move out of that place where you mm -hmm. where you felt like you couldn't do it because you you know you were afraid look what happened to you. things opened up trust and I just, yeah. I just did. And, and again, Jay, Jay is new to all this. I mean, he he doesn't have any type of abilities. I mean, he's he's intuitive to a certain extent, but having to explain this to him and say, you know, we just have to do it. I mean, it's he was like, are oh my gosh, and I was like, yeah, just no, I I get it because I've had to, um, you know, my husband in the last since July he had his first paranormal experience in July, and so he's 
started to understand, but I, you know, I've been on this journey where I've been pretty publicly open about it um, mm -hmm. for several years now, and that's not what he married into. <laughs> so, and and you know, that's just not was never on his radar in his belief system. So, you have to sometimes drag people with you. Yeah, I uh, with the whole crashing down on you again. I've I've had it crash down on me so many times that when I get that, I've kind of learned like a kid. You don't touch the stove after you realize. Yeah, it's hot. hot. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> you do, you do, but sometimes it's a really slow learning process. And I'm in my fifties. I mean, I just turned fifty this year, uh, last month, mm -hmm. and um, so, uh, you know, it took me, it took me until probably six years ago before I really started to realize that I had to actually pay attention and do something about this stuff. And before that, it was one crash after another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's the lessons that we have to go through. I mean, it's, it's, it, it makes for great readings as well because you will get those clients that come to you that are going through something similar and you can really, really maneuver your reading against that and tell them exactly what you've been through. And it, it just, it looks more like it, it, it's more authentic to them, because they, they yeah. can tell when you're getting when, when you're reading them, they know. And if you're if you're authentic with it, it makes the reading that much better. Sure. Well, I've learned I've learned to pay attention to uh, all the little voices that talk to me now. I'm not going through. <laughs> I'm not going through again such a large, gigantic change like that. I will, but, I will pay attention. Yeah, but Chris, so I have a question for you. And again, yeah. I'm going to draw from my own experience. And I, I promise this whole show isn't about me. It really is about you. But I just, um, you know, I, I feel very that you and I are very similar in a lot of ways. And so, even though I've been working with this, and I've I've had these things that I've known and understood, and, and for for most of my life. Um, probably all of my life, if I'm going to be honest about it, I still, every time I read somebody, there's this little part of me, probably my ego, that worries, oh my God, I'm making a fool out of myself. Everything I'm saying totally doesn't connect. I'm just absolutely wrong. This is crazy. Her mother didn't look like that. And then they they look at, because they all have the poker face when you're reading them, you know, um, oh. at least. Yeah, and, and then when you're done, they're like, Oh my God! That was exactly me, and it's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I had, yeah, I used to be that way until I just, again, they, I had to put myself in their shoes too. They're, they're really absorbing what you're telling them, and they're yeah. just, they have a poker face because, again, when, when you go to, if you ever see me at an event or you know you get a reading, you're, you know, a lot of my stuff says, I don't want you, I don't want to ask you anything. Let me tell you first. Yeah. So they. they Really, they really pay attention to that. They're like, okay, well, he's already advertised that he doesn't want me to give him anything. I'm going to let him do all the talking. And right. Sometimes, yeah, a lot of times too, they're they're so they're so caught off guard by what you're saying. They're not really paying attention until afterward. And they're like, oh my god, they'll come back to the booth. I just realized what you said. So <laughs> instead of people, I used to be scared to say it or nervous. I just spit it out. I figure. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah, to. I, I mean, but that, that that takes a lot of courage, and you do have to set aside your ego. So, how have you managed to to work your way around your ego so that so that you can be that free and that that trusting when you give a reading without the you know the nagging you're getting this wrong going on in the back of your head. 
I, uh, I kind of go, I, I, I use my ability for that. I kind of, I tap in, I can tap into the person's head and kind of in, in speak, let's say if you were, if you were, if I was giving a reading to you, I would learn how to speak. I would pick up on how to speak Karen and make you more comfortable and work around mm -hmm. that way. And also okay. remind them, Hey, you know what? Cause a lot of times men are the, they are the ones that are the hardest to read sometimes because oh, they're yeah. not, they are not going to give you anything. The alpha so, males, the alpha males, yes. especially, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will literally, again, use my, my material personality and say, look, let's stop BSing, and I'll use the real word. I said, you're paying for this reading. Do you want to open up and let me in a little bit? And they'll look at me, and they'll, they're, they're like, oh, wow, because a lot of times they go to these readers, and that some of the readers don't really give them, they want to be really professional and they don't want to give them a lot of their personality, but I think it's important to give them some of your personality. So I, I break down barriers that way. That works. Yeah, I, I can't help but give them my personality. I'm just who I am no matter what I do. So, <laughs> so whether they want it or not, they're stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, that's what I do too. You're going to get, you're paying for this. I'm going to give it to you. Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah. So do you do you run across people who say, um, how can you take money for what you do? And if you do, how do you respond to that? Um, I usually respond, respond back just like you would, you know, I, I just tell them, you know, it's, it's no different than somebody going to see a doctor, a psychologist, psychiatrist. I'm actually helping these people. Um, I have to make a living as mm -hmm. well, too. Um, and I'm just straight up about it. You know, I... I I really pride myself on, you know, this This is not ego. I get a lot of that, though, where people, you know, they, they run across and they're like, oh, wow, he seems like so, he's so egotistical. I'm not. I'm just very confident in what I can do. Oh, you don't have, I'm sorry, but you do not have egotistical energy. You actually have really humble energy. So that's funny that people would say that. Isn't that funny, the impressions people get? Hey, we have to go to break. Okay. Um, so we will do that and we'll come back and we've got lots more to talk to because we're having an absolutely fascinating conversation. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face -face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line... There are a million places you'd never consider texting, so why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text, and together we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hello, this is Nolan, Ethan, and you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Good job, guys. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on MixLR. You're listening to Chucky e. G and Karen Frazier with our awesome, stupendous, wonderful gentleman, Mr. Chris. Hi, Chris. And we just learned something on the break that's very important. And what would that be? 
Chuck E. G is a double Virgo. And so means. here's the that thing. Bad? I love I love Chuck. I think of him as my brother. We're very close. <laughs> um, and I have some very close Virgo friends. But, like, I was married to a Virgo. Ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah. You are probably going to get a lot of people calling in, Chuck, for the show and saying uh -huh. I, that, that are going to comment on the double Virgo. Because okay. it is so... Uh, oh, my gosh. You... What? Thinking, uh, very opinionated. Um, Anal retentive. Yes, everything has to have a place and a place for it. it, it, it yeah, it, what, if, if you have to have, you, you I, I would kick myself if you said you didn't have some sort of OCD personality. Oh my God! He is, and he's got he's got like all of these little phobias that you don't realize uh -huh. until you spend time with them, and uh -huh. it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, I knew a uh, I knew a guy that was a triple Virgo. Oh. I oh yeah, I just I, I just nailed me to the cross. I just couldn't do it. I was like, oh my god, this he yeah. It, it, but I'm a nice guy. No, I love oh, my yeah, Virgo. Yeah. I, I adore my Virgo friends. You know, Chuck, I love you. Patty's a Virgo. I love her. Jenny's a Virgo. I love her. It's it's just that I don't my mind doesn't work in the same way and I don't understand They're the too way fast. they are too fast in their thinking. They, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that is, oh my god, that is so I'll, me because it, trying to meditate. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh yeah, that is hilarious. But you oh know, yeah, those Virgos, even being a double Virgo, they know a little bit about a lot. So if you want a quick answer to something, you go to them. They will give it to you straight up, and you're like, okay, thanks. Where a lot of people will be like, well, you know, this is not a double Virgo. They're going to say, oh, well, here, here's what it is. It is this way, yeah. 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 That's how Patty is. I wonder if she's a double Virgo. Wow. Well, yeah. my husband's that way, too, but he's a Scorpio. By the way, I'm married to a Scorpio. Oh, fabulous. That, that's, right? Uh, yeah. Well, now, now I understand why I'm not married. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you were until just three days ago. I know. Now I'm a free spirit, double Virgo, dangerous OCD, crazy person. There Go you get know. yourself a Pisces. Pick them up. <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll cherish right. that kind of personality. Okay. They, they're looking for somebody to uh, pick them up. No disrespect to Pisces. Yeah, my Pisces. moon is in Pisces. So. Okay, Every, I just wrote no, that down. There's, there's somebody for everybody. Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. There is. And I, I think that while sign matters... Incompatibility, it's not the only thing because I don't think that Sagittariuses are compatible with much other than much than other Sagittariuses, yet I'm very compatible with my Scorpio. Okay, now wait here, I got a question. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I have a question. While we're talking about astrology, okay, say Virgo, Pisces, all that, does that have does that weigh into our psychic gifts and how we go about them, how we pick that up? I mean, how we receive change? our energy yeah. and stuff. How's that, yeah, does that change that? Or yeah, that you can. Yeah, you can tell if somebody's got a watery moon. Like my moon is in Pisces. Okay. So that a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's where you get your psychic energy from." Um, so it, it, it kind of plays a role in it. But then I've done charts on people and, and read people that are extremely intuitive. That don't have that don't have their moon in that. It all it all depends on what other where their other planets are, what they got going on there too. Um, but yeah, you can really. Astro uh, I love astrology. Again, it, it doing someone's natal chart is like it's it's so specific and unique to that person. It's like a fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah. So I was also married to a Cancer, and I know uh -huh. that I'm not compatible with Cancers. Um, so. Because aren't cancers kind of a lot like Virgos in kind of the very um, 
specific and very, I, I don't want to say anal because that just sounds, it sounds like oh, a negative right. way of saying it. Very detail-oriented. Uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of mothery. They're, they're ruled by the moon. It's, mm -hmm. it's a moon sign. It's Cancer is a very sensitive sign. Um, they're very mothery. They're very nurturing. They can be a little bit overbearing at times um, by trying to mother you or, or be the big sister sometimes. But again, it all depends. Um, that, that, that's going off of a sun sign, but it all depends also where their other planets are, are too and where their moon is at. Yeah, yeah. So do you know why I'm so proud that I'm married to a Scorpio? Why? Jack? Why? Because Scorpios are like, they rock out with their cocks out. They're, you know, woo. Mm-hmm. Very intense. <laughs> okay. Scorpio energy in me, and I vibe extremely. Scorpios and Tauruses, that's actual polar opposite of one another. But I, me and Scorpios get along very well. Because there's no, there's no, um, Taurus loves, loves to dig and loves to, and, 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 and loves to talk and do that sort of thing. And Scorpio don't mind, does, doesn't mind that either. It's, it's a great combination. When, when's your husband's birthday, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 11, 11, 63, 63, honey. Yeah, 63. Let's see. He's looking, he's looking you up, Jim. Uh -oh. find out about you. Oh, gosh. He's got the moon in Libra. Yeah, a little bit of indecisiveness too. It doesn't like to with that Scorpio energy. I'm, I'm not sure how that works out with him, but they they don't like they don't like confrontation. They don't. Yeah, I would say that. And the other thing is the indecisiveness is funny because that man when he shops takes forever to decide between two things. Oh my god! It probably sends you if you if you send him to the store to get you something. He probably takes a picture of it and sends it to you and says, "Is this what you're looking for?" Yep. J mm -hmm. J has the moon in Libra too. <laughs> and he's a cancer. He's a sudden cancer mood and Libra. So. <laughs> but he's he's a great business guy. He keeps me going. So yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that uh, that moon and Libra kind of uh, it's uh they you know it's it's Venus. So you know what that what that's when you're talking about lover and rock with their cock out. I mean they make yeah pretty good lovers. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was trying to you know be be coy about it, but yeah, right. Okay, so we have a question. I'm going to change the subject. Bob yeah. chat has a question. And oh, it, it's actually a pretty good question and one that I have too. And he says, do you think that astrology junk they print in the papers harms the value of real astrology? Uh, that, that oh God, my astrology friends are going are gonna to kill me. But I think... <laughs> I think that there's a lot more to it than that. That's just that that's going off of a sun sign. It's very general, but it, right. it but it, it it doesn't it doesn't harm it. But it uh, at the same time, it also gives the gives the public more to. The, I, I like to tell them you need to you need to fully explore it. There's so much more than just these horoscopes. Right, but what if you like me have no clue what time you were born? Like I could do how you know have somebody do my son's chart because trust me, I remember exactly what time. But seriously, my mom was like, I don't know, sometime in the middle of the night. <laughs> like um, it was my fault. Unfortunately, you would have to. I mean, they can get it pretty close if you know, if you know, but the, 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 the houses and the, in the, the, the planets all change depending on, you know, if you're, if, if, you know, you decide, they tell you that you're born at midnight, but then you find out you're born at 12, 12 in the afternoon. Huge difference. But what about like midnight and 12.01 a.m.? Is there a huge no, not, difference? No, not between? so much. Okay. And so uh, the things that I've, when I've 
tried to have my chart done, I heard that you need are, of course, your birth date, which we all know, your exact birth time. And don't you need to know the place that you were born as well, like the hospital even, if you can? Not the hospital, just the city, state, uh, month, day, and year of birth, as well as the exact time of birth. Um, okay. Usually, uh, I don't know, uh, back in the, when I was born, they, they were putting the time, the actual hospital birth certificate has the exact time you were born on there. If you yeah, I've never seen mine. I just need to find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would probably have that on there. Where were you born? Were you born in, in what's? Seattle. Seattle, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I was. And I mean, I know, I, I, I just, yeah, I've never seen it, but I'm sure it probably is on there. You're right. Just like, you know, I know my son's was, although he was born at home. So. Yeah, but know. if you just born in Seattle, it, it, it's, all, it's all based on the area. So if it was born in yeah. Seattle, yeah, it, 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 we, we can look it up that way. But um, I really, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to kind of put this out there. I'm really hesitant to give certain astrologers that information because, again, that's very specific and very mm -hmm. to the person. And a lot of times what these people don't realize when they go in for these astrology readings, astrological readings, is that a person can actually manipulate another person with that information. Because it's so specific to you, oh yeah, oh yeah. If, huh. Yeah, I know a great astrologer. If you ever, if you ever want your chart done, I have my own personal astrologer that I deal with. Um, I would. She is great. She does it old school. She can actually print the charts out or do them by hand. But yeah, we spend. Yeah, she comes over and we spend about five or six hours just going back and forth. And so I'll give her readings in exchange for that. I mean, it's it's very. People don't realize the the um what what they can do with that. I mean you can time things from it, you can actually do compatibility charts, like if you know, if me and you were interested in each other, Karen, you could find uh -huh. out what 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 Chris and I get along and it could very much tell you, no, care uh, you'd be too boring for her. She needs this she would you she would feel like it, it would only go so far. I mean it can get right. really specific to, you know, you can to you know, you can you can time things, you know, if you want to have, if you're looking to have a child, you can time that around it so you can, there's a lot of great benefits from it. It's very, very detailed. I love it. But at the same time, isn't there something to be said for um, just living your life without knowing the best time to do things and knowing the best person for you? Because I believe the best person for you is the person you're with in that moment because the reason, whether they are compatible yep. star chart wise or not, because the reason that you're with that person is because you're having the opportunity to have a certain experience of yourself and when you no longer have that experience then you can move on so I don't think that there's any relationship that's invalid or invaluable I, I couldn't agree with you more I don't I don't use it for things like that um, mm -hmm. I'll use it personally for myself and just mm -hmm. kind of look to see what's going on like you know Mercury's uh, check was saying you know oh god I've been wound up or whatever and I'll be like what's going on today but I don't live my life by it Okay, but some people do. Some people, yeah, some people do. In those, you know, like you said, you got, you got to, you got to live your life in the moment. You got to do things, you know, for for you and what you know. But again, at the same time, it's going to work itself out the way it's going to work itself out anyway. Exactly. So maybe if I checked my chart every day, all that would do is make me a little bit crazier. I, to see what I should do because I would probably be doing those things anyway because I believe that we walk a path and we make these choices because that's where our spirit wants us to be. Yeah, let's keep Chuck away from them because with that double Virgo. 
Oh, here we go again. I'm just messing with you. Lord. Okay, Chuck, moving on. I love you yeah. very much. Thank you. So we have a question in chat by... Surprise, it's Bob again. He Bob? says... Bob? Bob, I know, that's crazy. He never asks questions. Uh, he says, he asks, I should say, do you think your past lives and your soul's choice to re reincarnate influences under what sign you're born in? Or born into? Um, see, I, I, I know I know a, a lot about astrology, but then again, I don't know that much about it. Um, but I did. Uh, there, there are charts that you can do that kind of go back to the past life. In a astrologer that I met before, um, with all this stuff coming up, I, I was questioning a lot of. Um, I don't know if I'm going to answer the question or not, but I was questioning a lot of past lives. I was getting a lot of different dreams and uh, real weird things happening to me and. Uh, Again, going to past life types up, and I and I, I knew I, should, I I was hesitant to ask her how to do this, but I said, "Is there any way that you can find out?" Because um, she said, "Oh, well, we can do a chart to see, you know, when when you when your last past life was." Mm -hmm. And something just told me, "Don't, don't, don't." And I was like, All right, "I just did it anyway." And she had came back. She said, "Oh my God, you gotta call me right away." She texted me, "You gotta call me right away." And I was like, "Oh shoot!" So I called God, her. Damn back. it! I was Hitler. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you, your last, your last life was uh, November eighteenth of. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say seventy, but I'm not gonna say the exact year. <laughs> uh -huh. But she's. Yeah. And I said that, that that's not right. And she was like, well, I know. So she's like, tell me why you think that for. And I said because if that's true, my mother was already pregnant with me at that time. And she said, go and ask your. Something had to have happened during the pregnancy. Go and ask your mother what, what happened. And I was like, oh, gosh, because like here I got to go and ask my mom, and she's going to ask the whole twenty questions. What are you? What are you looking? What, what do you need to know for? And I said, I need you. I need to ask you a question. I need you to be straight up with me. Did something happen during your pregnancy with me? And she, it, she was like, yeah. She goes, I almost lost you, and I she's and I almost died myself. And I said, well, "What do you mean?" She said that she got really sick during the during the first uh, couple months of pregnant of pregnancy with me, and uh, my, my grandmother made her go to the hospital to get checked. The doctor said if she would have waited a couple hours more, a few hours more, both her and I would have been dead. Wow. wow. And I don't know the exact term for it, so Karen, help me out. Um, if you know, what is it? Is it called? Is it a walk-in? Oh, you're a walk-in. Yeah. So when yes. she yes, okay. When she told me that, I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, again, if anybody out there has quite, if anybody else out there can shed light on it or, or make more sense of it, I'm open to it. But she had said that during that time, again, it's going to sound crazy, but during that time, the, the child, she said it more than likely the child that, that your mother was pregnant with had passed away. Mm -hmm. The soul left and then you were ready to come back. Right, and you chose her. So it's, I mean, it's still okay. It sounds kind of weird, but it's still okay. You chose her because this was the life that you needed to live this time with this mother. Um, you know, everything happens the way it's supposed to. Everything well, I, happens I, the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I am, um, I, I just, I want to turn it around just a little bit. I think I was, uh, I was, I feel that I was born to be my, my father's son. Mm -hmm. My dad is very, my dad and I are very, very close. Yeah, and uh, he's got we're the same sun, sun and moon sign, except he's a Cancer rising. I'm a Capricorn rising, 
He's got the sun, sun in Taurus, moon in Pisces, just like me. We are very, very connected to the point where um, I could hear his thoughts. Um, I could hear him calling out for me. Um, one time we got lost. We went. We were in Seattle somewhere, and uh, he. I didn't know the area at the time. I'm, I'm from Los Angeles. I didn't know where I was at. I just knew that where there was a bunch of forest and a bunch of trees. And I was like, How am I going to get to him? And I had a friend in the car. In my in my uh, my friend says, We don't even know where we're at. And I said, Shut up. Let me think for a second. I was 19 at the time, and I said, Dad, where are you? And he said, Go down the street, make a right. I'm at the phone booth. I could hear it clear as day, and there he was. Wow, you are connected to your dad. Well, I, let's talk about past lives for a minute because yeah. um, I did my—I actually did my master's thesis on reincarnation, so it's clearly a very um, fascinating subject for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that everybody throughout their past lives has been everything, and that we've ha- all had hundreds of past lives. What is your view of, of what reincarnation looks like for a soul? Um, I agree with that. I, I agree that we've been, we've been around, a few, uh, most of us have been around a lot, um, and then you get these new souls, but um, I'm gonna, right. yeah, you get these new souls that, um, that come in and you know, you, you, you can read them, you can kind of tell they're, they're, they're new, they're not as opposed to somebody that you see. They have that, that new soul smell, that's right. Exactly, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's fascinating. We're talking about reincarnation because I did ask about that, and I mm-hmm. wanted to. After she told me, I said, "Well, what? Tell me if tell me if this is real." And I had this dream that I was on a plane. It was during the week. It was like a like a it was regular business day, and I was on an airplane with a. I was just hovering in there. They couldn't see me. I was witnessing what was going on, and uh, it was specific to the reincarnation question. And the guy, my guides were telling me, "You're just here to witness." take a look. Everybody was, it was business day, everybody was wearing suits, the plane started to get, started to take off, um, people reclined their seats back. I remember looking at everybody just kind of going about their business. There was turbulence on the plane, I could feel that, and then there was a huge bump, and the captain came on and apologized and said that the plane was going down, that he regrets to inform us the plane is going down, he's sorry, everybody buckle up. I looked at this guy sitting in his seat, everybody was screaming, running around, um, getting out of their seats, this guy just kind of—I—I I, kind of just looked up in the air, reclined his seat, and closed his eyes. And then all of a sudden, the plane crashed, and this big white light came. And the next thing you know, I'm walking down this hallway, and it's a dark—it's dark hallway, but there's a light at the end of the hallway um, to the left, and everything's really, really tall. The door—the the ceiling's really tall. The doors are tall where the doorknobs are at. They're really tall. And I'm kind of walking down, and as I get further down towards the end, I hear a blow dryer, like somebody blow drying their hair. And I can see the light under the door, and I push the door open, and I realize that my hand was small. It's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And this this girl, was she was a, a blonde woman, she's blow drying her hair, and she looked at me, and she said, oh my God, you're awake. And the way she was leaning down and talking to me, I said, I I woke up so fast. I said, "Oh my God! I came back as a kid." Well, you do. <laughs> yeah, I came, I came back. Yeah, I'm a different person. Right. So, yeah. So that. You know, wow, that's yeah. pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that kids are um, like you know babies always seem so wise, and little kids come out with like sometimes spooky things, but sometimes the things they say just 
you know that they were adults before. So do you think that, that kids um, remember until they forget? Yeah, I definitely do. I do. Um, I, I probed my nephew um, a couple times. He, um, I just knew that when he was born there was something different about him. I was like, he, he's been here before. He, I, 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 I'm linked to him for some reason. And he would come to me in dream states all the time. And I remember he came to me one time and he was crying. I was, he, he showed me this room where he was at. There was all these toys on the floor and he was crying. And I picked him up and I said, what's the matter with you? And he just wouldn't let go of me. And he told me through his mind, I don't want to move. I don't want to, I don't want to go to, I don't want to, I don't want to go to this, to this place. And so I, the next morning I woke up and I called my sister and I was like, what, what's going on? I said, did I go, uh, I said my nephew's name. I said, he came to visit me last night. I said, what's going on? I said, he showed me this room where there was all these toys at and he didn't want to be there. He said he didn't want to go there. And she said, oh, we went to go look at a new daycare provider. Mm. And he was wow. acting. Yeah. So, and wow. I've so read kids that have had, that, that are, thank God their parents are, you know, are, are involved in the, in the metaphysical, spiritual community. They, they, they're, they're kind of encouraging you know, their kids to kind of talk about things without kind of going overboard. But yeah, mm -hmm. you get these kids that, that come in there um, that, that I read and I love reading kids. There's nothing like, I, I, ultimate goal is to, is to open a school later on down the road. Oh, cool. You know, not, not, we're not going the whole X-Men route, but I think, it would, right. I think it would benefit, you know, kids kids nowadays. I mean, as we're getting, we're gearing on to going this new age and things are changing. If you pay attention to the kids nowadays, they're not... They're not the way that we used to be. Well, you're talking about um, indigo and crystal children, I would imagine. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which um, my, my son is um, 20, 19 now, and he's, he's an indigo. I mean, I just very recognizable. But now, from what I understand, and of course, so I read all the indigo parenting books because that's what I had was an indigo kid. But now I understand that, that there's an even further one, and that's crystal children. Do you know anything about that? No. Uh -uh. Okay. Well, but so I the, the theory is is that you know the the kids are being born seem to be more spiritually connected. They seem to be wiser. If you look at um you know the my son's generation, they they and and millennials even they want to um do things with their lives. They want to. You see a lot of them starting businesses where they want to make money, but they also want to serve the community in, in uh, uh, charitable ways or community service ways. And I don't think our generation was as much that way. And I, when I say our, I think I'm quite a bit older than you, but not so we're probably much. not the same generation. Well, we <laughs> well you said you were born in 1970-something. I was born in 65. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the 60s, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Um... It, again, I just—it's difficult. Like, a, like reading reading children, um, you know, and, and dealing with that, and seeing what they're going through, and, and not having, you know, or, or watching them when they're going to these events, and, the, and their parents are wanting to get readings, but they're not really paying attention to what's going on with the kids. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was very conscious with my son, but I also understood where I was, and I understood um, my you know, my childhood and, and what I needed. And so I was conscious with him and, and it's, I think it's, I hope it's made a difference. It's either that or I've screwed him up. Well, time will tell really. 
Well, no. I mean, look, look at look at who you are and what you do. I mean, we kind of have we kind of have an advantage over that a little bit if you think about it. Um, I never I never really got my kids involved in that. I kind of wanted them to kind of do their own thing. It wasn't a very I, they didn't have a re religious upbringing. They had more right. of a spiritual one, if you will. Yeah, but mine too. I don't I don't impose my psychic abilities yeah. or medium abilities on them. Um, it does come in handy when they're lying. And when oh grades, yeah. Yeah, when it's time when it's time to check grades, then I'm you know I'm all over that. It's the only time that I'll utilize it with when it comes to them. But I want them to be their own. Yes. Yeah, I've always told I've always told my son and my stepson that they had to get up pretty early in the morning to put one over on me because mom just always knows. And the other thing is I drive my family nuts because I also always know what every present present is ever. <laughs> have you have you had a, the chance to work with any autistic children? Uh, my my husband has Asperger's syndrome, and my stepson has Asperger's syndrome as well. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. They are they are definitely unique. Oh yeah, it's um, yes, yes. And and what's really interesting about that is the energy is very different. Um, so, and and they're hard to read, and um, so I like when somebody enters a room who's neurotypical. I can feel that person's energy the second they're in the room, even if my back is turned to them, I know they're there. But with my Aspie son or stepson and husband, I often don't know where they are in the house. I can't feel their energy. It's it's very pulled in. It's very different than than with neurotypical people. Is that something you've noticed as well? Uh, I'm not sure. I Autistic children are very... Um, I can give you one example. Jay and I, Jay was trying to get me to work out. We went to the Y one time and uh, I walked in and it was like this blaring feedback sound in my head. Just like, I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And I said, there's somebody else here. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, there's somebody else like me here. I said, I, I can, I was cussing. I was like, I can feel this person. And I was like, they're in here. And I, and I scanned the room and I looked and I was circling and I saw a kid in the corner and then when I passed him with my eyes without saying it out loud he said hi mm. telepathically, telepathically he just and I was like oh my god it's him and I said hi I said hi in my head back to him he heard that wow so I've had the opposite um, we've had exactly opposite experiences I wonder if that's that what that would say is that had something to do with my energy and your energy as opposed to uh, maybe I don't know that's interesting because yeah. yeah mine is exactly the opposite where I can't read them I can't and and maybe it's because I, I have lived with two people with Asperger's I've, I've had to tune it out I don't know it could also yeah it could also be your own energy too again not mm -hmm. not to throw not to throw dirt but that double fire yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah you you don't need anything else to kind of you know put you out there but yeah, Jay's uh, grandfather, um, who passed away a couple years ago, had Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And I remember the very first time that I, I went to go, I met his family. Um, I, I, again, I felt that. I was like, what is going on here? And I looked at the grandfather, and you can tell he's had Alzheimer's. They kind of have that, dis that disconnected look in their eye. And he said, hello. And I kind of tripped out, and I was like, oh, my God, your grandpa just said hello to me. So I, I'm very, I'm very, I, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm very in tune with that. I, I, I pick up on that. I could pick up on that energy. 
Hmm. Well, the other thing is that um, I don't know if you're empathic. It sounds like you might be, but I have really had to um, uh, learn to tune out a lot of stuff. When I'm going about my day, I keep myself blocked until I am ready to use my abilities because otherwise I would just be like a happy, sad, crazy, mad, blubbering mess because everybody's emotions would... When I lived in the dorms when I was in college, I thought I was nuts. It wasn't until years later that I realized, oh, wait, it's because I'm around these people. I make picking up their emotions... And as soon as I learn to block that, now I use, I, I mean, I, I just do. I, I stay blocked most of the time or I'd be a mess. Yeah, I, uh, I have a pretty, a pretty uh, distant social life from the public. I mean, I, I do these events and stuff and, I, and I, I'm, I'm great at keeping face during the time. But by the time I get home, I am done. I, yep. don't, I cannot go to the movies. I, can't, yep. I, don't, I don't like the malls. I don't... Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy sitting at home on my couch watching TV or, you know, meditating and doing that sort of thing. It just it's, it's a lot safer for me. That's how Oh, I, I know. I'll even like if I've been at a group gathering like I've gone with friends somewhere for a weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Usually by the end of the weekend, uh, fortunately my friends know me. I'll just look at them and I'll say I love you guys, but I am so done. And that's yeah. it. I go home and I hibernate for a week. How about how about uh do you drink? Um not much. Uh, you know, occasionally I do, but not as a rule. Yeah, it um that that's hard too for me because as much as I want to get drunk, it just it doesn't it it I can I'll have a couple in me, but when it's time to get when it's time to leave, it's gone. Yeah, and forget about yeah, forget about yeah. it. If there's somebody else psychic there, or I have to I have to mm-hmm. I get the impression that's gone. It's like yeah. sober up. Well, and now remember, I live in Washington State, so for me, the pot is like <laughs> marijuana is, um, and I, I discovered this many years ago before it was legal, is that it, I can't shield myself if, if I've been ingesting pot in any way. I become this big psychic mess because it's like all of my defenses and shields are gone and everything just whoop right in on me, so. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, it totally, it, it. It's great for meditating. Oh, it is. Yeah. Or for doing a focused reading with one person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, too, if you're feeling kind of crappy, you know, you've got that you've got too much energy going on. Um, but it does suppress my dreams. I don't dream when I, when I'm, when I smoke, when I, when I used to smoke pot. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I, I'm all for it. I think, I, I think it's, it's, it, it's done wonders for me. It's, you know, kind of got me to relax and stuff. And I, I know you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. I well, like I say, back before I totally understood what was going on, and I had all of the zillions of layers of thoughts, and I had everybody's emotions, and it drove me nuts and stuff. I discovered that if I smoked pot, it took me down. If I was in a controlled situation with one person, it took me down to just one stream of thought, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but the, if I was with more than one person. I couldn't. So, it was interesting. Um, so yeah, so I can't drink much, and and um, I, I kind of you know keep it keep it to a minimum, and and it's the same thing. I don't even though pot is legal here, uh, I sometimes use it for my arthritis in my hips. But I'll tell you what, if I do, I go right to bed because I just use it so that my hips don't hurt and <laughs> I can sleep. And it also does a number on us too. I mean, it really it puts us in that relaxed state. So yeah, yeah, yeah unguarded. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very guarded. I have to say that that I have learned throughout my life to be very guarded so that I'm not bombarded all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel you. Yeah. So see what you have in store, Chuck? Yes, I'm listening. I'm taking it all in. I'm absorbing it as as you speak. Yeah. Well, but so, I think it's good for people people um, normies. I'm saying it with air quotes. But what I mean, normies. people normies, people who don't. And and I'm kidding. We're we're just as normal as everybody else because intuition and psychic ability is normal. Yes. But um, but for people who don't necessarily operate with the really high level of psychic energy, I think it's interesting and probably good for them to understand because they may see parts of themselves in that as well and start to understand themselves better. Mm -hmm. Especially with everything going on now. Chuck, you are going to... I would really, if I were you, just to give you a quick quick little reading, if you don't mind. No, go ahead, sure. I would really take a step back and and really absorb everything that you're getting um, kind of quiet your mind down a little bit. Um, okay. Trying to overanalyze or overthink things and, and really go into yourself because you're going to be seeing a lot by, I don't know why, I don't know what you're planning on doing in July, but July stands out to me for you. There's hey, he's going to move here to be with me finally. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, well, I don't have any plans right now, but okay, I'm going to write that down in July. July, yeah. There's going to, in be, before then, though, you're going to be witnessing a lot of different things. Get yourself out there. Start, you know, start taking time to kind of quiet again. Quiet your mind out. It's it's going to be difficult for you because you're over, you're always analyzing, you're always thinking, but quiet it down for a little bit and just see what happens. You you'll find that you'll find that you're, I don't know what you're going to call them. I call them my guides, and even that sounds a little funny to me. Yeah, but no, I have them. Your guides will will show you. And you're okay. probably not in a normal state. You'll probably get a lot of your stuff in dreams. Yeah, I, I have. I, yeah, I have some. <laughs> yeah, I talk to Karen about them all the time. I have, like, my dreams aren't like dreams. My dreams are like the real thing, yeah. only in an alternate state. Some of, them, some of them are dreams, but yeah. yeah. So I analyze dreams. I write a dream an- analysis column for Paranormal Underground. Uh-huh. And so whenever Chuck has a doozy, it's like, what does this mean? Yeah, I gotta figure it out. But no, it's funny you say that about the quieting my mind down because the last three days I just started doing where I I put a candle out and I have a couple crystals. I hold the crystals. I'm listening to music, calming music, and I kind of transfix myself on the candle for about you know three to five minutes, and then I close my eyes and I just kind of let myself go and try to take my mind's thoughts and put them out above me and just leave it myself space open and just let it whatever comes comes. And then sometimes I'm I'm drawing out in a book like these visions, like I've, I've been to this other place, I don't know where this place is at, but it's really cool. And I draw it all out, or I see like faces just moving around, and I, I just kind of take it in, and then I try to like a card reading when I'm done. But I have just re- recently started to do that, and it seems to help me somewhat, because I'm my, I'm constantly swirling inside all the time. So. See, but I think, I still think, and um, I this I feel like this is really strongly for you, um, is that you need to, remember I talked about the scrying with the candle between, behind the white piece of paper? Yes, yes. Not too close behind because you don't want to catch yeah. the paper on fire. Right. But and, and watching that paper, keeping your eyes, instead of just staring at a candle, I feel like yeah. you're going to see things on that, that that's going to okay. be what works for you. Okay, okay. I'll try that too. What kind of crystals are you using, Chuck? 
I have a, a, a I have a just regular clear quartz, and then I have a smoked quartz. Which I was told the smoke quartz is like keep negativity away, and I know clear quartz you can pretty much put whatever uh, fire, yeah, you know whatever you, you want to it. You guys are all Sorry. in Seattle. Uh, he's in Illinois, and I'm in Seattle. But he also I just sent him a big slab of labradorite, and I've sent him several crystals over yeah. over yes. time. I, he's he's got a lot of crystals because do I you know, know I've sent them know, to him. Do you know Susan Harmon? Uh. -uh. No. She's she's a personality out there in Seattle. She also uh, handles a lot of crystals. Um, kyanite. I'm not a big crystal person. Oh, I love kyanite. I actually wrote a book about crystals, so I kind of am. So yeah. I, <laughs> I love I, kyanite. I've never used it before, but you might want to get yourself some blue kyanite, Chuck. That's very good. To me, again, I have a hard time meditating with all the stuff that's going, in my, going on in my mind. But I will put that slab of kyanite right on my forehead when I want to kind of zone out and relax. It, it really calms me down. It really does. And I, I never really put a lot of validity into crystals, but it, it, having that totally changed my mind. All right. Well, yeah. yeah it's inter well, it's interesting because I just ordered some blue, let me see if I say this right, blue uh, Dumar Tyrite. I think I said that right. It's for like meditating. I've heard, I read it was for meditating. I spell it. it's D-U-M-O-R-T-I-E-R-I-T-E. -E. I don't know if I said it correctly. Yeah, but that's like what it. it's supposed to, that's what it's supposed to be good for for meditating. So I just ordered some to to have it come here just so I could see if any any crystal can be good with meditating. It depends on your intention. Now the good yeah, thing about yeah, yes. clear the good thing about clear quartz, not to hijack Chris's show, uh, is that clear quartz basically you can put any intention into it and it's going to yes. amplify that intention. Yes, which is so why right. it's a good thing. Right. But um, but yeah. So any you know don't you don't need to go buy any super expensive oh, crystal. No, no, these are really cheap. They're like five dollars each, and um, uh, and, and I just read it because the intention for that is for getting like visions, you know, spiritually for visions when you're meditating. So I'm like, oh, okay, because I know the crystal, the, the clear stuff is whatever intention you put to it. So I wanted to just try it, you know. You know oh, just, haven't I? Have I made you a meditation blend of essential oils yet? Uh, no. Oh well, dude. Uh, we'll get it taken care of. You got all the tools here. You got you got Karen. I mean, you got, you got a lot of a uh, lot of support there. So you know, if you yeah. ever want, you ever have questions and you want to know things, feel free to reach out to me too. I'd love to help out. Okay, there you cool. Go. Yeah. There I'll you Facebook go. friend you, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There you go. So, um, hey, you know, this conversation has gone really super fast, and so I really, really want you to come on the show again because I kind of yes. love you. You're kind of cool. I and love you. <laughs> yeah, so um, but we are at the point of the show where we ask you to uh, well, we call it shameless self-promotion corner because we feel like our guests have have kindly spent this time with us. And, and you know, Chuck and I tonight when we started out the show, I was uh, punchy and he was slappy. So, um, <laughs> you know, you, you've been a good sport and we'd like you to promote yourself. So it is time to shamelessly self-promote whatever you feel the listeners should know. I just want to promote my website and myself, Chris Medina pl at PlatinumPredictions.com. You can, you can view my website, it's PlatinumPredictions.com. Find out a little bit about me. Uh, my email is Chris at PlatinumPredictions.com. Uh, feel free to drop me a line with anybody out there is interested in a reading. I'd love to hear from you. Anybody needing a little bit of advice, guidance, look me up. That's my shameless plug for the night, Chris. Very good. So I think that I was on your website earlier, and is it kind of in development right now? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought because I couldn't, there wasn't like a picture of you. I mean, we had one, but I wanted to make sure it was actually you that I was on the right website. And so, yeah. but yeah, I, guys, look Chris up because, um, you know, you, you heard just a little bit of what he read with Chuck and things. And, and um, if you want, it sounds like if you want a actual practical reading that is not general and doesn't ask a lot of questions and yes. is not a cold reading, yes. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that Chris can give you some advice that applies to your life and your situation. And I know we're going to say goodbye to him, but he has to stick around because I need to find out what this, uh, where he's Hey, Chris, why don't you just hang out and chat with us till the end of the show because what the heck, right? Yeah. (laughs) We never do this. We always, we always have our people go, but you can hang out, talk till the end of the show if you want. Okay. Hey, you notice he didn't say, no, I don't want to hang out with you. I know. It's like, man, this is a first, dude. It's Seriously, the I have never, <laughs> I have never ever invited somebody. No, no, me. you're the first, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. Did you want to handle that now, Chuck? Sure, let's do it. You want to do it now? Yeah. What's going Wait. on? Uh, well, I just wanted to know. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, just real quick. Yes, you Cheryl. Need to get, yes. Real quick, can I take care of one piece of business? Yes, Cheryl. Shows. Yes. And magazines. Said, yes. You want me to do that now? Let's yeah. do that now, and then we can end out Get the to, show with okay, Chuck and Chris. Chuck and Chris. All right, let's do that real quick. Uh, <laughs> go to paranormalunderground.net, and you can check out our latest issue there. Um, it has a lot of great information from haunted sites to cryptozoology to u- ufology, as well as uh, we spotlight different investigators and author paranormal authors. Our, our, your hosts for tonight, uh, Karen and Chuck, have articles in there. It's a lot of good fun. Um, you won't want to miss uh, Karen's metaphysics and energy healing article, as well as Chuck's uh, The Dark Corner. And um, there's just a ton of stuff in each issue, so we'd like you to go and check it out and give us your feedback. Nice. Please. And next week on the nice. show? Next week we have, oh, this is going to be January 21st. Pamela Kenny. She's the author of Paranormal Petersburg, Virginia, and the Tri-Cities area. She's also sent me two videos. Um, She has a series out called Paranormal World Seekers. Uh, One is called Return to Fort Magruder. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm I'm probably going to watch it this weekend. And then the Bistro in Petersburg, Virginia, both uh, dealing with uh, hauntings and all sorts of stuff around there. All right. Okay. Thank you, Cheryl. Chuck and Chris, go for it. Okay, so you said at the beginning of the sh- we were talking at the beginning of the show something about was it my my natal or prenatal? What did you say? Your we uh, natal chart, your astrological Thank you. natal chart. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, so uh, what is what it was it? What is it? That goes over. That's your natal chart. That is the chart that you're born under. So that'll have all the placements of your planets in whatever houses they were in at the to- at the exact time of your birth. So it'll okay. tell you what, what you know, um, just to give you a brief rundown, um, yeah, my friends out there are gonna are probably going to drag you through the coals on this one, but it just, it tells you, you know, what, what you're good at doing. If your son is like in the third house, that's your communication house, so that you, you know, or if your moon is in there in your third house of communication, it means you, 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 you like to, you like to talk or communicate. It's, it's, it's important for you. That's what, that, that's where you shine the most at. Um, okay. The houses all—they all represent different things. Like the first house is the house of of, of self-image. Second house is your your house of money, 
property possessions, third houses communication, and so on and so on. Um, so again, depending at the, at the time of your birth and where those planets are at and whatever houses says a lot about you. But again, it's very specific to the individual. No so, two charts are ever the same unless you're, unless you're twins. But even then, twins are born you know, minutes after each other and things could change within those minutes too. Okay, so where do I shine in the house, buddy? Uh, let me see. Well, do you want to do you want to put it out there and give everybody your birth information, or do you want to? Sure, I don't care. He already hey. has. Yeah. I already has. September nineteenth, nineteen sixty. I'm a very healthy, fifty five year old man. <laughs> September nineteenth, nineteen sixty, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And what uh, what's the exact time of birth? I believe it was ten fifty five, ten fifty four, ten fifty five, right there. PM or AM? Oh no, it was AM. It was yeah. In Sorry. what city and state were you born in? Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Nice. I'm going to use this to manipulate you. Okay. Yeah. All right, come on. All right. My other Virgo friend is from Chicago as well, the double Virgo oh, friend. Look at that. Ah, a lot of that going on in Chicago, I guess. <laughs> Chicago. Were you actually born in the city of Chicago? Yeah, I was born at Illinois Masonic Hospital in Chicago. I was adopted as I was being born because I don't know who my real parents are. I don't know my nationality. I know nothing about myself except that I was born to a, a woman who was 16 years old in 1960. You just didn't have kids out of wetlock. So my parents were in one room signing off to adopt me while she was having me in the other room. That's all I know. Ah, your parents chose you. Yes. And you chose them. You just didn't know it at the time. So that, that was AM, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, Mercury retrograde is like messing me up. Hold on. <laughs> I know. My technology has not been my friend. Dun, dun, dun. That's That's putting pressure on you. Oh, well. Here we go. Yes. Okay, okay, here we go. Got the sun in Virgo. Oh, nice. In his 10th house of, of, uh, of career. Your moon is in the sign of Virgo in your 10th house as well. And you are a Scorpio rising. Ooh, Scorpio. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> You're, you got a Scorpio rising. So let me see what um, Scorpio rising. As he's doing all this, I want to be singing the Age of Aquarius. When the moon is in the second house and Jupiter <laughs> you got, he's with got Mars. Pluto, Pluto and Virgo in his 10th house. You've got a lot of 10th house activity. So career is always something that you're, that you're, that you want that, it's important to you. Okay. Yeah. Getting, it, it, you know, having, having, putting yourself out there. That's, you know, uh, your your career is what's gonna is basically what you live for. You got Mercury in Libra in your eleventh house. You've got Venus in Libra. Oh, that's nice. Venus in Libra in your eleventh house. Um, your eleventh house is busy. Your eleventh, your tenth house is swarming with stuff. You got a lot. Of, yeah, you got um, you got okay. stuff going on, Chuck. Oh, we gotta we gotta talk we gotta talk one day um, off the show because this is a lot of personal stuff on here too. Um, your okay. your career is is what is what you're doing now. So what, what were you doing before this? Before what I'm doing now. Yeah. Uh, well, I I used to work at I was uh, I was always been a salesman. Well, I worked wait, in first let's let's define career because your job is not your career. Right, you what what you are to do is to do is to be a service to the to the outside. You you provide a service to the public to the people. Yep. You got yep. Leo, oh. 
got you Leo ruling your midheaven there too. So it's in front of other people. It's very public what you're going to do. So if you're going, oh my god, yeah. So yeah, if this okay. if this isn't something that if this isn't something that you want to do, no, this is something I want to do. This is something I'm I'm going to start. Well, doing. you're again differentiate between be job drunk. and career. He's going to you're going to we're going to as far as career and not just job. You, yeah. This is this is a yearning for you. You have to be in the public. You have to speak. You have to help other people. It's very, yeah, it is very you're, important for you. I, I'm like, you're just freaking me out right and now. And Nancy, is, Nancy in chat and all caps says, told she you. She said, told you, Chuck. Yes, because we've been talking about, see, I start doing these things. I used to be a filmmaker. If we're talking careers, I always like to be a filmmaker. I like to be in, in front of the, the film, you know, in front of the TV or whatever. I like to talk to people. I like to connect with people. And not, that's when I got into radio and I like this. And I start doing these things called the paranormal experience where I'm trying to connect people to other people. And I have this drive that I have to get out there and talk to people and make them understand we are all one. We are all connected to the source. It's very important that we start to pull this back because the way the planet is going right now is not healthy. And so this is the thing I want to get out and try to explain to people and then connect with them. And, you know, of course, use my abilities as well. So that's what we're talking about. So you're getting Ooh. lots of people that are sharing this same information with you there, Chuck. Yes, I know. Mm -hmm. no. You that that's what I'm telling you. This year is going to be a is going to be a is is a is going to be July because you this is about stepping out and in and starting to honor that that side of your that, that that natural side of you. All things weren't working out anymore. It's a, kind of a 2015 2014 was kind of a cleansing for you. Kind See, of a that's why your universe forward. imploded, dude. Yeah, you. This probably started back in 2013. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it did That's, yeah because my wife and I have have not kind of gotten along for the last three years. Maybe she says four, but yeah. And then it got to the point Wait, where well, I, it probably was four, but you didn't realize it. Yeah, for I know. For I wasn't picking it up until I, you know, I started picking it up. But but no, th th everything you're saying is, is is spot on. And I mean, Robin Maria has told me this. Nancy's been telling me this forever. I think uh, I've been telling you it too. Karen's everybody's been yes. telling me this. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting year for you. Keep doing what you're doing. Put yourself out there. Uh, it's it, it it is not going to be something that you're gonna be able to avoid. And I don't See, and and take your friends with you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I did I just did one event at the library, just the taste of it. You know, with an investigator side to it and the psychic side to it. A little more investigator and psychic, but just talking to people and connecting. And I guess that was the second largest thing they've ever had at the library in town here. The lady said she had to start turning people away. Um, I charged a very minimal amount just to, to see, you know, to see what happened. And it was really nice. I mean, people got into it. They came and talked to me later. So I was like, wow, I, I need to start doing this. Now, I haven't done it since then, but I just started thinking about how, how I, have to, I have to figure out how I'm going to get myself out there again. So. Now, is there anything in his chart that suggests he should be living here in the Pacific Northwest instead of in the Midwest? <laughs> Careful on this answer. Yeah, you are going to, you, let me take a quick look real fast. Uh, uh, <laughs> no problem. We got three minutes, don't worry. Okay. You and I are definitely going to have to talk off air. Well, yeah, even, even be, oh, go there's ahead. There's going to be a lot of traveling coming up for you, too. Holy crap. Holy yeah. crap. You know you know what happened this morning? I was what? doing my meditation, and I went, okay, I want to pull the card. Uh, my job, I'm just not feeling it. You know what I mean? I'm just tired of it. I need to know, wh where am I going to be going? What's going to be happening? And I flipped over the card, and it was the traveling card. 
Yeah, Chuck, you got you got Mercury in Libra in the eleventh house of uh, friends, which wishes, hopes, and dreams, and that's a public house too. You need to get yourself out there. We need to talk. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, let's okay. we let, let's set up some let's set up a time to talk, and I can go over your chart and make it a little bit more personal for you, and not discuss some things on air that are that are you know. And know. tell him that he should move to Washington or Oregon because that's very important. <laughs> She's going to send you money to tell me that, yeah. so don't, don't, watch out, buddy. Watch out. All right, well, yes, I will definitely, once we get off here, I'll, uh, we'll set something up. Okay, great. Sounds good. Very good. So uh, with that, guys, <sighs> I need to bring this show to a close. Yes, please. I'm freaking out. So just All right. Chuck is freaking out, so I will close the show. We've had a good time talking to Chris tonight. Thank you for sticking around till the end. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be back next week, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Chicago, and other times in the flyover states. Thanks, you Uh guys. Y'all have a great week. Thanks. Love you guys. Thanks, Chris. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, Email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.